Hi, it's Jen with Women Walking and Talking. I'm alone tonight walking my neighborhood. Um, I do the nightly walk every night. I start out with the hike in the morning early over at CLU, as a lot of you know, where the Rams practice, but I end my day with a neighborhood walk. It's beautiful and peaceful out here where I live, so it's perfect ambiance for this. <laughs> I just wanted to touch base with you guys and share a little bit of stuff about my life, about maybe my childhood. So as you listen to these podcasts, you know a little bit more about me. Um, I was raised by a single dad, and I have an older brother, and um, he was a single dad because my mom found um, boyfriends to have on the side, and drug use was a big priority in her life. And I was three or four at the time when I just remember being locked in a closet at one of the guy's houses that she would um, sell herself, trade herself out, basically, for drugs. Um, by the grace of God, they locked me in a closet <laughs> so that I wasn't molested or touched or anything by any of the men. But um, I do remember that experience. It was awful. And after that, my dad um, basically gave her an ultimatum, like, get cleaned up or get out, and she chose to get out. So uh, I didn't have much contact with her my whole life. She um, did keep in touch with her mom, my grandma, and my grandma and I only kept in touch like on an annual basis, like through Christmas cards and things like that. So I didn't really even know her that well either. I didn't know that whole side of the family. And my dad's family, he was adopted, and all those family members had died at young ages. So really it was just my dad and my brother and me, and um, not really extended family growing up. And... My dad and my brother were really tight, so it always made me feel kind of left out and awkward at times. Growing up as a kid and teenage years were kind of terrible. I was always searching for um, for love, I guess, or attention through guys and friends and doing crazy shenanigans. <laughs> but anyway, I got married at a really early age, at 19. We eloped to Vegas. The guy proposed to me one night, and he was like, let's go to Vegas and get an elope. And I was like, all right. So we did. That marriage lasted six years. I had two sons out of that. And then when I was 27, I found myself getting remarried again to my current ex-husband that I talk a lot about in the podcast. So um, anyway, that's kind of where I'm coming from. So I do have abandonment issues. I know I've worked through with therapists and things. I'm still working on things like that. So those do interrupt my relationships, I'm sure. I feel really insecure quite often about trusting men. It takes me a long time to realize that they're okay and they're worthy to be trusted. I have to remind myself like, oh, they haven't shown me any signs to not trust them, so I guess we'll keep trusting them. But, um, yeah, that's hard for me. That's a struggle. It's a struggle when they leave to go on away on business trips or something. I don't know if they're coming back. It's weird. It's like this hidden thing inside my brain that pops up every once in a while that I don't even know where it comes from or what triggers it. But it happens, and I'm, I'm constantly working on it, working on myself, trying to get better about it, 
one thing I learned recently was um, not to carry all the baggage from my previous relationships into this current relationship I've, I'm finding myself in. So if you listen to the podcast, I am dating a 26-year-old guy. He honestly looks like a 16-year-old punk-ass skater, but um, has a beautiful heart, a beautiful soul. He's tatted from his chin down. Um, yeah, he has a prison record. He's like nothing you would picture me dating and nothing I would picture myself dating. But there's something about his beautiful self when I look into his eyes that there's something special there and really unique. It's not just about physical stuff either. I mean, yeah, he's a hot mechanic. That's awesome. But there's really something deeper there. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like I've known him. Maybe in a previous life. I don't even know if I believe in previous lives. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I really feel like there's a magical connection there. It's deep and real. And um, But I do find myself bringing up old crap from old relationships, interfering with this one. So I have to remind myself that, like, that's not Michael. Michael was not my previous relationships. He's my current relationship, and he's not a reflection of those. He's his own self, his own body, his own mind, and I need to leave the other crap behind me. But I am happy with where things are going. His motto is, slow and steady wins the race. I agree with that. Usually I'm so fast, I'm so quick-paced at everything that he's really teaching me to slow down and enjoy all the time that we spend together now and just build a solid foundation based on a friendship that we already have going and then build on that. And that's something from a 26-year-old. I can't even believe would even say that. But that's his philosophy. That's his motto. And I agree with it. And I'm rolling with that. And I'm, I'm actually loving that. So that's great. He's building a drift car and a company. We're branding him. I'm helping with that a little bit. Trying to brand my own stuff on the side with the women walking and talking podcast. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what this new chapter holds for me. Um, I'm excited to see him flourish. I'm already watching him change in these last two months from being pretty stressed out and kind of grumpy to like smiling a lot more and, and really happy because his car is coming along. He feels supported by someone stable in his life. Um, he reminded me today that he is stable for me. He will always show up for me. And I needed to hear that. I don't even know how he knew I needed to hear that. But he said it, and he just said it randomly. And, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in the spot I'm in. I'm grateful for all the crap I've had to go through to get here, too, because I wouldn't even have this attitude about myself if I didn't go through all that, you know, with my dad and being raised without my mom, like, that made me a kick-ass mom to my kids, and then a kick-ass grandma now to Wyatt, and now hopefully a kick-ass girlfriend to Michael, because I just love to love, I love to get love, I love to give love, and when I love, I love deeply and hard and fast, and I feel like that's just the way I'm wired. 
And I feel like that's all right. I'm happy with that. And I'm happy giving so freely um, of my time, my energy, my money to those who need it around me. I feel like the universe really puts people in our lives that we need to be connected with, even if just for a little bit of time. Um, I believe that's how the universe works. And I believe in putting goodness out there so goodness can be returned to me. I saw goodness yesterday in the court with my dad's situation with the estate. I was made full power over his estate, and I get to officially evict the squatter now that's staying there. So that's a relief. I know that was some good karma coming back to me. Um, that was easy. Now hopefully the eviction goes easy. And then I can take care of my dad's stuff. I can finally grieve, I hope, his death in my own way and in my own time. Um, just being surrounded by my dad's home, his stuff. I just hope I get to feel a piece of him in there in that house when I go back in there. So that would be cool. Things are moving right along with, I know, with the, the war and stuff in the Middle East. I'm sick and sad about that. But um, I don't know what the lesson is there to be learned from that, to be had from all this hatred that's happening there. That still breaks my heart. But here, I just keep trying to put out kindness and love and, and not spread that kind of hatred. Because there's no room for that here. There's no room for that anywhere. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch base with you guys, give you some insight. I go live every Friday on the YouTube channel, so we did that today. Robert's my good sport and partner on that. We actually met on Hinge. <laughs> I had to friend zone him, though, just because he's a quality human being. And, and I just wasn't feeling like... Like, at the time, it would be right to date him, and I, I'm glad of that. I'm glad I listened to my intuition on that, because I got a really great friend out of the deal, and I got to date Michael a few months later when I met him. He came along, so that was good. But we do talk about all the crazy stuff that Robert dreams about at night on there, if you want to check it out. He has some pretty vivid dreams. Um, I don't think I dream. Because I can never remember any, anything, but I probably hardly ever sleep. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe if I slept more, I could dream. But we'll see. That'll get any better. I'm not sure. But it's fun. It's fun having this podcast. It's fun listening to people when they hear me out and get excited about something that I did. Someone that I interviewed recently. The nonprofit with the loving home hospice care for children. Oh, come on. I hope everyone heard that. She runs this hospice care for kids so they can die with dignity. She found an 11 year old in the hospital whose parents could not take the news that their child wasn't coming home with them, so they never went back to the hospital. That child died with just the nurses and doctors around him. And that's when she said, that's it. I'm opening a home. No judgment to those parents, by all means. We have no idea what happened to those parents. 
we have no idea where they went, what they did that night when they left, never came back. So the whole thing was just so sad and so messed up. And here she is running this hospice care. I think they have six or seven patients now in her, in her care. And she's just trying to raise funds to build a, a true facility for them. A true facility where they can play video games, hang out, have a swimming pool for the hot summer days, have ping pong in the rec room, just feel like kids for the short amount of time that they have left here on this earth. That's all she wants, and so she's busy raising funds for that. There's going to be a poker night December 3rd um, to support that. All volunteers are going to be working the poker tables. I think it's 100 bucks a ticket. I'll be there to support that. I'll bring a little posse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just doing, people are out there just doing wonderful things in the world, just right here in our backyard, too, that we could get involved in because we are so blessed. And we have so much to give, even if it's not financially. We can give our energy. We can give our time. We can give a hug. Oh, gosh, that happened to me the other day in Best Buy. Um, I met a lady. I saw her in a cute jumpsuit. And her hair was all pulled back. And she was glowing, like glowing. Her skin was radiating. I don't know how old she was, maybe a little younger than me. And I had to walk up to her and tell her, like, you are stunningly beautiful. You are glowing. You're radiating. Your outfit is on point. I just love everything about you. And then she ended up telling me that she was going through a divorce and having the most crappiest day ever. And that just made her day. And then she asked me if she could have a hug. And I was like, of course you can have a hug. I'm such a hugger anyway. So yes, that made my day. We ended up swapping numbers. Now we text, we chat, we check in with each other. I ask how she's doing. I just love her. Um, that stuff happens. That stuff is real. That's energy right there. Like I didn't know she was having a crappy day. And then she told me because I walked in in my Lululemon workout clothes because I just finished that hike in the morning. She's like, I noticed your Lululemon outfit. Oh my gosh, right away too. And just little perks like that. That made my day for her to say that and, and tell me how cute I looked in it. You know, that's just like what we should be doing is uplifting each other, encouraging each other, not tearing each other apart or dragging each other down. We just have to keep building one another up because there's no room in our hearts or our lives for the hatred. And another thing that I, I experienced this in my own family recently, someone that talks a lot of trash about me, about my dating choices. And, um, and she recently withheld her son from seeing me for two weeks. And he's just a baby. And neither one of us chose to do that. Chose to you know, not see each other, the baby or me. We had no idea why we were not allowed to see one another because she was so mad at me dating younger guys or, you know, dating Michael and and enjoying myself. And she was so mad at seeing me so so happy. And I just don't understand that. And that that's happening right right now in my own family. And I even had to ask my son, what have I done 
what have I done to her to make her sling such hate against me? And he, he wrote back to me because I was through a text and he said, Mom, absolutely nothing. So I don't get it. I mean, so we even have hate. If it's not bad enough, it's coming from like outsiders, but from your own family, from your own daughter-in-law. I'm just, I just can't believe that. So I forgive her. And I still forgive her, and I get to see Wyatt again, I get to spend time with him again. But those two weeks killed me, just about killed me, to not be able to see him and hold him and read to him. Yeah. So we have hatred coming from all around us, and I don't understand it, but it's out there. So the more that we can just be lights in the world and stop with the hate and just spread kindness, even to strangers especially to strangers, but um, remember that even it can come from our own family. That's just it, but it can happen. So that's what I've got. I just wanted to throw it out there. Thank you guys for downloading whatever you download and listen to. That's really cool. Um, I'd love to make this podcast even better and get, like, cool people on here to interview. Someday. It'll keep growing, I hope. We'll just keep spreading kindness out there. But I just hope that for a few minutes out of your day that maybe you get a chuckle out of something that I've said or someone said on here. Or maybe you've learned some valuable information about ways that you can help or get involved in some of these nonprofits. I do list them all on my website. So, yeah, I just appreciate each one of you all. I love you all. I'm grateful. And just keep spreading kindness, and I'll do the same. I'll hold up to my end of the deal, I promise. (laughs) Thanks, you guys.